Hello? It's Christy Gray, your newest hype girl and astrologer. Welcome to the Cosmic Hotline. We have a new moon on the horizon in the zodiac sign of Leo. Every new moon is an opportunity to dream about the month ahead. What do you want to call in and manifest? What do you want to work towards and achieve? Who do you want to become and what energy do you want to call in? In my opinion, new moons are the most delicious part of the lunar cycle. They give us the opportunity for a fresh start. And who doesn't love that? I bet you Capricorn babes out there, you feel me on this. But achieving your dreams takes one thing. And do you want to know what that one thing is? It's action. I see so many people get inspired by their dreams, but the scariest thing of all is actually achieving them. That's right, it's so easy to romanticize our lives, but a dream without a plan is just a wish. And I promise you this episode isn't going to be full of old 90s and 2000s quotes. Here's the catch. You're the only one that's going to know what's going to be the underlying motivating factor that's going to take you from where you are to where you want to be. How are you going to embody the energy to fearlessly go after what you want? Only you'll be able to answer that. But I want to help you out a little bit, babes. I want you to be able to soak up all of the energy that surrounds us at this new moon in Leo so that you can activate your self-confidence by stepping into some main character energy. And that's what the season is all about. Here's a 411 on a new moon. New moons are when the sun and the moon meet in the sky and they're in the same constellation and they represent a new beginning. This new moon will be shining brightly on the 29th of July, 2022, at 3.55 a.m. if you are here in Australia. With the sun and moon at 5 degrees of Leo and Mercury's also close by at 18 degrees, this is very fiery and potent energy. The reason why is Leo is a fixed fire sign. It's associated with words like self-confidence, main character energy, and I always think of Owl Woods in Legally Blonde. It's bold, it's confident, and it's here to be noticed. Our Leo babes have the biggest hearts, like for real. They get a bad rap, but here's the thing. Every single zodiac sign gets a bad rap. Our Leo babes will adore on you, but don't be fooled. They expect that in return. The duality of this particular zodiac sign is they have a desire to be seen, and it's easy for Leos to fall into the trap or somebody that has some strong Leo placements in their natal chart of seeking validation outside of themselves. So knowing this can be a theme during Leo season, or maybe it's something that you navigate because of the Leo energy in your chart, is this question. How can you cultivate self-esteem from the inside out? Here's a quick exercise for you to consider. I want you to reflect on when was a time in your life where you were the most confident? Think of a memory or a time, something that comes to mind. Now, if you have that, what were you wearing? What were you doing? How was your hair? Did you have your makeup a certain way? Was it a time in your life where you had your daily routine in check? Maybe you were working on a juicy project. 
Were you having a summer fling or a love affair? Maybe there was a goal that you'd set out to achieve and you accomplished it. Think back to that time in your life and compare it to what you're doing now. Is there a gap between these two? And if so, why? How can you reflect and pinpoint what was the reason behind your confidence? Nine times out of 10, it's normally a thought, a feeling, or an action. Whether you do some self-reflection or make a tweak or two to feel your best, AKA that could include buying the OTT Gucci sunglasses with diamantes around the rims, like anything to embody that hot girl season vibes. Actually, don't buy the sunglasses, just saying, but maybe you totally should because it is Leo season. What I'm really getting at here is that this new moon is your time to shine and it's your opportunity to go out and make the most of it and do anything that you can to embody self-confidence from the inside out. I really do want you to soak up everything that this lunar cycle has to offer because the full moon on the horizon, which is a full moon in Aquarius, is begging for big change in our lives. So why not start putting a plan in place to step into the vibration of your higher self today? The reason I'm coming at you with the high vibe, hype girl energy is that it's important to note that we're just days away from a significant meetup in the sky from the North Node, Uranus and Mars. All three of them will be meeting in the sign of Taurus. Uranus is the planet of rebellion, originality, and shaking things up. The North Node represents our North Star and what we're working towards collectively. And Mars is the planet of action, how we assert ourselves. It's related to desire, lust, and motivation. With these three coming together in the sign of Taurus, it's pushing us to wildly revolutionize our lives from the inside out. The North Node, Uranus and Mars have not come together in this degree of Taurus since 324 BC. It is absolutely wild. Every time the North Node and Uranus come together, it is always going to be an internal revolution of sorts. It's wildly encouraging us to make radical change in our own lives. I believe that to make change in the world or to impact the world in some way, it begins with ourselves. My fixed babes out there, which is Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, this is going to impact you the most. It's because the fixed signs are all forming a grand cross at the moment. It's not a tight grand cross, but it will be at the Aquarius full moon. And don't worry, I've got the perfect astrology takeover to help you navigate this one on the horizon. But for now, know that it is creating some tension and friction. If you're a fixed sign, it means that you already like to do things either on your own timeline or in your own way, or you find that change can be something that you either struggle with or you need to do at your own pace. And so knowing that this transit is on the horizon and if you're anticipating a transit, you're not participating in your life. So what are some of the small changes and tweaks that you can make today to help you to get ahead? Because really the biggest thing here is how do you feel like you're in control of your own transformation? And there's nothing worse than when the cosmos throws something completely unexpected your way and you feel feel like things are out of your control.
stuck wondering what's on the horizon? Well, astro strategy may be the celestial edge you're looking for. Astrologers gain insight into what's coming up using your transits and progressions. This information is then customized specifically to you and your unique natal chart. And I'm not talking the repetitive information on CoStar, but let's be real, it's a great place to start and it's where I started too. But there's way more insights you can access. And this is why I created my signature formula, Astro Strategy. Astro Strategy is four sessions spaced out over nine to 12 months, you choose. And at each session, we reflect on the last quarter, identifying the sticking points, what's been happening in your life and how you've been managing your time, energy and greatest potential all through the lens of your natal chart. Plus, we explore what's on the horizon. How can we look ahead at the most impactful and influential activations so that you can take big leaps towards your higher self? At each session, you'll walk away with an astro strategy. So think of this as your own personal horoscope and a plan in place to step into the energy of your higher self. If you want to know more, you can head to christygray.com or send me an email at hello at christygray.com for the 411. Okay, so I think it's time for this week's listener question, and we have not one, but three today. Let's dive in. I've been feeling all the feels and quite naughty vibes from the Venice-Jupiter conjunction. If I had gone out and tapped that, I would have wondered, was it the stars or was it real? I actually love this question because we're constantly being influenced by the cosmos, whether it's a full moon and emotions are supercharged, or maybe you're experiencing a Saturn activation and things feel more challenging than normal. And our transits and where the planets are right now are constantly communicating with our natal chart. So whether it's something that is influencing us to become more intimate with our significant other or go and seek intimacy with somebody else, this is a question worth exploring. Now, I want to tackle this from two different lenses. Firstly, is what does this particular combination mean? And then I have this person's natal chart details. So I'm also going to give some insight into what they would have been experiencing during that time. So Jupiter and Venus came together in the sign of Pisces at 27 degrees on the 30th of April 2022. And they hung out in this energy for a couple of days. And if we want to dissect what this energy means and how it's influenced this person, we first need to explore the sign of Pisces. Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. It represents spirituality and being at oneness, not only with yourself, but also the world around you. It's associated with imagination and dreams, and it's also associated with confusion and disillusionment and codependency. This particular sign is a mutable water sign. It's representative of going with the flow and using your intuitive abilities, if you're open to that to understand what is the best direction forward. Now, Jupiter, which is the planet of expansion and abundance, it's the traditional ruler of Pisces. It's the modern day ruler of Sagittarius. It likes being in the sign. It's at home here. However, it can conjure the most grandiose of plans, but it's not necessarily about taking action. It does really speak into romanticizing your life. Now, Venus is the planet of relationship, it represents money and our values. 
So with this combination, you could say that love would definitely be on your mind. Now, I'm going to give you some KG Real Talk because you could interpret this in a couple of different ways. And I never want to give you just one answer because it would be a one-sided perspective. And I'm totally biased based on my own experiences in life. But with this combination, there's a few things to consider. Number one is you could be viewing a person or a situation through rose-colored glasses. It's easy to feel disillusioned when these two planets come together in Pisces especially based on what they're activating in your natal chart. More on that in a moment. Secondly, is that you will want to go out and tap that. And you could totally do that. But I would be asking the question, have you been building a relationship with this person for some time? As this may be the perfect moment for you to solidify the relationship and create some intimacy and connection, which could be a really good thing. But on the other side is... Did you just swipe right with somebody on Tinder and have a little moment with them? That's probably an interaction I wouldn't recommend pursuing unless you want to have a little summer fling or a moment with somebody and you're happy to move on without an emotional connection being established. It really comes down to who this other person is and how significant they are in your life and do they meet your manifestation list of the person that you're wanting to call in this particular person, they are a Scorpio sun, an Aquarius moon, and an Aries ascendant. This conjunction was illuminating their 12th house. So they have this extra layer of Neptunian Pisces energy. The emotions and intensity would have been amplified because being a Scorpio sun and having a lot of Scorpio in their natal chart, they have this intense need to feel. And then with all of this Pisces added to the equation, it would have heightened their state of emotion and they would have been seeking a moment with somebody whether through connection or a type of oneness. I would say you would need to consider all of the options first before going out and tapping that but if it was me I would have probably avoided it and looked to see how I could create intimacy in another way because that would prove to me if the relationship or interaction has legs. Okay, let's dive into our next listener question. I would love to know a little about the Sagittarius man. All the men really. There's a few things that I need to consider with this question. And if I was in a relationships unlocked session with this particular client, I wouldn't just be looking at their natal chart as an individual chart. I'd be looking at their partner's chart and then what those two charts are doing when they're combined. So what's the natal chart synastry? And you don't just want everything to be harmonious in a relationship. Sure, you do need certain aspects to happen for there to be union, but I love a little bit of grit and friction. And of course, like even natal chart synastry, it can be super sexy, but it really comes down to the individual natal charts and is that person embodying the highest vibration or expression of what they've been given in this lifetime. Now, let's dive into some key placements for each of these people, and then we're going to talk about how their natal charts are interacting together. So the person that's asked this question is a Scorpio sun with a Libra moon and a Taurus ascendant. Now, they don't know the time of birth for the Sagittarius man, but I still can cast their natal chart and give you some insights into what was happening for them on that day. 
I won't be able to give you insights into their moon placement because it was a new moon on the day that they were born and the moon also changed zodiac signs on that day and if I was to give you any information it would purely be speculation. That's why I love working with a two hour time window as it makes it easy to do a birth time rectification. So the Sagittarius man's chart we're looking at, even though we don't know if his moon is in Scorpio or Sagittarius, he still has three key placements in the sign of Sagittarius, being his sun, which is his identity, Mercury, which is how he communicates and synthesizes information, and also Uranus, the planet of rebellion and originality. He really needs to have his horizons expanded. He needs to experience the world and everything that life has to offer. But what I also love is he has some Scorpio energy in here. So when there's a combination of Scorpio between two people, there is an intensity and a commitment because that's what Scorpio represents. The person that's asked this question is not only a Scorpio sun, but they have Mercury and Scorpio conjunct and they also have Saturn and Scorpio too. There's a lot of like passion and powerful energy here. And so this person is intense, they're potent, and that's a good thing. And so within their relationship, they're also looking for that intensity and potency. But this person also equally has three key placements in Sagittarius. So she also needs to have her horizons expanded. And what I love so much about her natal chart is those key Sagittarius placements are in her seventh house, which is the seventh house is partnerships. So when I actually start to look at this natal chart synastry between the two of them, they have Saturn sextile Mars. This is glue, which really speaks into them wanting to build something together. That's why before I said you need grit and friction in a relationship because it creates magnetism. The same goes if I see like some good Saturn energy in between two charts. That's the glue that's going to hold things together. They also have Venus, sextile Mercury. This means that there is a union of intimacy and enjoying each other's company. And so when it comes to this particular Sagittarius man, gosh, he sounds so mysterious, is that you want to make sure that there's still spontaneity and fun and adventure in the relationship because it can be sometimes easy to get bogged down with the details or to expect things to be a certain way, especially too because you have Saturn conjunct your son and Saturn does give us insight into how we respond to responsibilities. It can be sometimes easy to want to tick all these boxes in life and meet societal expectations, but then we also miss out on the fun and the enjoyment and the excitement along the way. You still need to both build something together, which in my opinion is really exciting. He is Venus in Capricorn. Of course he wants to build something with you but he also is attracted to your drive and ambition. Know that you can create space in your life for both. Fun, adventure, and experiencing the world, but also building a life together. My advice would be is you need to get his time of birth so we can dive into his natal chart properly and then actually find out where his moon is placed because this is gonna give us so much more insight into his emotional fulfillment and your synastry between both natal charts.
Okay, here it is, the lucky last question for today. I've recently gone through a breakup and an astrologist revealed that my ex was likely a karmic partner. Could you discuss sinistry and the ideas of what soulmates versus karmic partners and twin flames are? Do you want the short answer or the long answer, babes? That's the million dollar question today. Because the short answer is yes, there is cosmic connections, karmic connections, and some people even refer to it as twin flames. And you can see that in natal charts in history. But the long answer is we need to have a bigger conversation about this because this question doesn't just involve these particular aspects in astrology. It also involves her natal chart and the person that she broke up with. And we're going to be diving into all of this and we're going to be dedicating an episode just to this conversation. So you're going to have to tune into the next episode where we do a cosmic deep dive together because sinistry and cosmic connections are going to be one hell of a hot topic. I'll be back next week with a live session and next week's guest is Steph and we're going to be diving into how do you make sure that your timing is right in a birth chart because a birth chart changes approximately every four minutes and how can we work back from your ascendant. 